morning, Garrett. Good morning, Kat. Are you you ready to record this podcast Mm. that we record? I had the nicest dream. I was dreaming that I got to sleep in as late as I wanted. We weren't recording, and I could just enjoy my morning. And then did, like, an evolution of Fan Beamon come in and tell you you had an important thing you needed to do and you needed to wake up and something? Oh, no, my alarm woke me up. Oh. Oh. So, weren't weren't in an illusion of an evil Digimon? Uh, not that I know of. And if it was, oh. it was working. Okay. Um. Well, since you're here, do you want to record anyway? Yeah, sure, I guess. Cool. Hello and welcome to Going Digital, colon, a Digimon Rewatch podcast, where I'm Shin Garrett. And I'm Kit Kat. And uh, holy shit, we're done with O2 next week. Oh my gosh, yeah. Wow. Cool. We're almost there. Where has the 50 weeks gone? I mean, I think that they went with us recording then. So you could like look at the website and it would, it would be there. Oh, what what, what, what what website is that? Goingdigital.com. Oops. No, I don't actually know. I just I just Google Going Digital and it always comes up. Okay, so it's goingdigitalpodcast.com. I, I do say it at the end of every episode, so I'm just a little disappointed. I don't even know anybody's phone number anymore. I just Google stuff. Like, I get so upset when I have to reset, like, delete my history because I just expect Google or the browser to know where I'm going with a couple of keystrokes. So please don't feel offended. I just literally don't pay attention to anything. Okay. Um. Hmm. Anyway, we watched episode 49 of O2 and Atmon this week we sure did yep so i guess as per normal we will talk about o2 first because that's the the thing that we've established over these weeks and stuff and things yep yep the o2 episode this time was called the last temptation of the digi destined or the last armor evolution Yep. Would you like me to recap this? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, did you see, did you hear, did you recap me this, this episode? I did. Well, I will. Uh, so, Malamiotismon, which makes him sound like he's got a marshmallow center. I don't know how to feel about that. But, uh, he sends, he's like getting defeated basically because, um, well, because XVMon's doing a pretty decent job. So then he, like, sends out this illusion, and so they all have dreams about good the things that they want happening, which is interesting, and I think we should talk about that. But they all end up breaking out of it because um, either the Digimon or, like, a form of uh, V-Mod 
come in and tell them that it's an illusion and then they're mad. So then they get out and they're in that weird dimension still. And so because they want to be powerful, all of their Digimon can like evolve into all the different types of things that they can evolve into. So then there's a huge army basically like attacking um, him and they start to defeat him. And then he like moves into the digital world and they follow him. And so only like the, um, whoops, I forgot what they're called, but the, um, uh, the one where they like mash Jogress? Yep, that's it. The Jogress ones are the only ones left. And then he's super powerful and they're not really sure how to defeat him. And, um, it's scary. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens this episode. Uh, spoilers for this week. I don't have much to say about either of these episodes. Uh-oh. I I do have things to say. Okay. Um, first of all, I think it's... The, I think the illusions were really interesting. They, like, kind of spoke to what the different characters want or, like, feel. Right. I only think, like, a he- couple of them are good. Well, TK misses his family, wants his family back together, which is, like, kind of standard-issue divorced kid circumstances. Right. He just wants everyone to sit down and have a nice meal together, and nobody's yelling. So, you know, kind of sad. But I feel for him, because that does sound nice. And um, I didn't notice who was cooking. I guess they don't really show who's doing the cooking. The cooking was already done. Yeah, so that's good, too. He doesn't have to do the cooking. Um, and then Yoli is shown to be kind of uh, selfish. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's that. It's more just like she has a ton of siblings and just wants to be alone sometimes. Well, not just be alone, but like to to have her mom's full attention and to eat whatever she wants. Right, I I guess. I think that was just more in line with the wanting to be alone thing. I don't know if I necessarily peg that under selfish. Well, maybe not selfish, more like indulgent. Like she just wants, she even says, well, in the English version anyway, she says, uh, she knows she's going to have a stomachache later, but she just wants to eat everything. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the, the dub's going to take out some of the important stuff. Yeah, Context. Context and things. And then Cody's was really sad and sweet. He just wants to show his dad the digital world and make him proud. Yeah, my my headcanon for this is, is Cody just knew the entire time, but just wanted the moment, so went along with it anyway. Oh, that's so, like, bittersweet and sad. But I think it fits his ill-divined character better than what it... I just think it fits his character better. They didn't really even do anything different, because they don't really state either either way. Well, in the... Uh, Dub, he seems to not know, but then he's like, okay. When his dad, like, floats off into space, he's like, oh, you left me again. Which would make me think that, like, he didn't know. That's true. 
He says he's going to bring his mom to the digital world, which is like cool. But didn't we just go over how adults can't come to the digital world? So I'm not sure. Th- this gets broken like super instantly. Uh, okay. Oh, I forgot to mention that like when Hawkman comes in to tell Yoli that it's a, uh, it's all, um, an illusion. He sounds like he's judging her pretty hard. <laughs> in the in the dub. In the dub, yeah. Because in the sub, it was it was less so. Oh, in the dub, he's like. Is this really what you want? And she's like, well, yeah. And then she's like, well, I guess not. I, mean, I just, I just am always around my siblings. And he's like, do you not want to be around your siblings? And she's like, I guess I, I guess I love them. <laughs> and it's like, hmm, this doesn't sound like it. And then she calls herself a really big oinker, which I, I think because she was eating so much. It's like, hmm, maybe not. Right. But, shit, I had a thought, and I completely lost it. Oh, uh, I think Yoli's is, like, a good example of, like, teen, pre-teen life issue. Wait, Kari? No, Yoli. Did oh, I say Yoli. Kari? I yeah, yeah, Yoli. yeah, yeah. I don't know what she said. I, I heard Kari. But, yeah. No, definitely. She's just a normal kid. She just wants to... You know, I mean, honestly, like, I'm an adult and I would be down with that illusion. That would that would get me. Right. I think I guess the point I'm trying to make is I think it's interesting that it runs the gambit through like the scale of of things. Yeah. And like, I I don't want to say that it validates it, but something you're saying. (laughs) Hmm. But that's what you're saying. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. I guess that I'm saying that that all problems are problems. Yeah, there you go. This is my hot take. You could make like a Dr. Seuss thing. All problems are problems. This I know. All problems are problems. And if you ignore them, they'll grow. I mean, honestly, that would be a really good book for kids. Someone should do (laughs) that. That's not me. Well, they should credit you because now it's your idea. Uh, that's true, but, um, yeah. Um, Kari's, I felt like, was the weirdest one. I'm not sure exactly what she wants. She seems to just want to give people advice and sit outdoors. Um, I think she wants a world where Digimon and humans, uh, co-cohabitat, coexist, and everything's hunky-dory. Hunky-dory peach keen? Yeah. Hikari's like, I want the world to be good. That's fair. I mean, she's seen a lot of bad things. Yeah. That's kind of just like what her character stuck with is, is, um, that she never cares about herself, but rather the people and the world around her. Yeah. Typical woman socialized to care about everyone else. Tragic. Right, and it's kind of a shame. Like Hikari should have like a character. That'd be cool. Yeah. Though I, I mean, I'm like, I, I guess that's her character, but. Eh. Well, and at the, I just have a technical question. So, um, at the beginning, she's talking to Gadaman, and she's in this illusion, and Gadaman seems to be going along with it. And then later, Gadaman comes in and is like, "It's all an illusion. Myotismon does this." 
and and it's kind of like cool but like were you were you also fooled or not because she's like they did it to all the digidestined and you know we're trying to wake you up and it's like i'm not clear on if she was a victim of it also or not um i'm i'm going to base mine off this up because it is a better one but uh I think that all that Digimon did knew, because it was always the Digimon that kind of said something that brought him out of it, and then, like, either Davis or Avimon Evolution would come in afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, that part was, like, as an experience of watching it was confusing. I'm like, wait a second. There's more than one of them, clearly. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm on the fence about Takari's, like, I... I, I would... I don't know if it's more like I wish they did something else or I wish her character was better to inform that they do something different. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I think in general, her character has gotten the short end of the stick. She's just the, I don't know, she's just the one who senses the darkness. And- yeah, she she's almost like not even a character because of all that extra, like, weird light shenanigan bullshit. Yeah. Like, Hikari is just kind of, like, the one that God sometimes possesses and went to the dark ocean that one time. Yeah, and even in here, when Myotis one starts sending the darkness stuff, she, like, it's like a migraine trigger for her. She's like, oh, no, I sense the darkness coming. It's like, oh, yeah, I should probably go to a neurologist and avoid the darkness because migraines are unpleasant. Yeah, like, Hikari kind of got stuck with, like, the being the special of the special ch- children. And has, like, the weird darkness possessed by Digigad thing. Which they don't even, like, explore that well, which is what annoys me. <laughs> they still don't to this day. Yeah, like, like, why are you putting this in here if you're not gonna actually explore it? It's... And, like, and try took an attempt, but... Well, <laughs> I don't know that yet. Yeah, it it was in, like, the last movie or the second to last movie. The only movie I remember, and possibly the only one that I saw as a kid, I, I think I only saw one. Well, no, these the... were the new ones. Oh, okay, yeah. Try, say... yeah, the recent ones. Okay, yeah, which I watched with you, partially? Uh, yeah, some of them. Yeah, I didn't, I, I tried to finish them, but then didn't, because, I don't know, it was hard. That's fair. I am tired a lot now, That's... I'm surprised that, uh, like, none of them wanted to sleep because they've been doing so much recently. But I guess they're kids, so they have a lot of energy. Right. Um, but like Ken, poor Ken, man, he doesn't even get a good, wholesome illusion. They didn't even. It couldn't even be like him with his family and his brothers alive and everybody's happy. You know. I I think Ken's is the best one. Really, I felt so bad for him. I yes, which is. Part of why I think it's the best one. Oh, you mean like narratively the best? Yeah, narratively, I think Ken's is the best one. Okay. Would you like to explain why? Um, well, because I think it's most consistent with his character. Like, I think this kind of close. I don't want to say closes his arc, but it kind of closes his arc. Even though I think his arc should go on and he should get help, but um, they only have it, one it, more episode, so. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen in the, in the series. So I'm hoping, like, I'm in a headcanon, some post-series stuff happened, and he went to a psychologist, showed him the digital world, and was like, all right, so here's what happened. 
Um, but what actually happened is um, Ken gets to see himself as a Digimon Emperor tied up to a a dark tower, but it's kind of different. I guess it's kind of just like a giant spike off the ground, but whatever. Yeah, he's, and, um, he's Jesus, more or less. Like. Yeah. And um, all the Digimon berate him and attack him until um, his glasses come off. And then his brother picks them up and is like, you've, you've done, a, you've done enough to atone for yourself. That this isn't what you deserve anymore. And it kind of gives him some closure on that, which I think is a good thing. Cause like Ken's arc since like stopping becoming the Digimon Emperor has been consistent to this point. And I think that's why this works so well. Because mm-hmm. We've kind of just been building to this the entire time. Yeah, I'd say so. It's weird to me that it occurs in this illusion, and then he's upset about it, even though it kind of gave him closure. Like, he's like, how dare you use my brother? Which, like, I totally get, but then it's also like, thanks, now I feel free. I don't know. It's like an imaginal exposure, where you, like, imagine something happening that you need to do. Right, like, I think it falls a little flat with it being the illusion part. Like, I, like, I'm trying to think how I would change it around to to have it fit better. Like, I, hmm. In the end, like, I'd have Wormon give, give the speech instead. Um, instead of his brother. But I don't know what I'd have his brother do instead. I don't know either. And well, and so the thing I had, the problem I had with this is that the others are getting the thing that they want and, and can, if what he wanted was to be forgiven or something, like to be excused, I feel like there are other ways to do it that would be more of this like bouncy, happy, wholesome illusion business. I don't think what he wants is a bouncy, happy illusion, though. I think part of it is that he, like, it's not maybe not a conscious desire, but, like, he wants to be punished for what he did. Yeah, I guess I can see that. That's a little dark for a kid's show. Um, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, because it, like... I know that Ken feels responsible and is having a hard time dealing with that. But then you would think that Myotis Fawn's illusion, I just feel like that's a little too good. You know, if Myotis Fawn is a bad man with a marshmallow center, he should be making like illusions that are sickly sweet. Like, is I, although to be fair, like the others didn't wake up on their own. Someone had to come and wake them up, so maybe he is actually really good at these illusions, and they're more realistic than we know. Right. Also, I mean, like they're they're all twelve. Like, what what's the complexity that their illusions could be? No, I think you're shading on these twelve year olds a little hard. <laughs> I mean. These are battle-hardened 12-year-olds, though. That's the thing. Like They've seen I, some shit, Garrett. Sure, I <laughs> guess. 
but like all the rest of them are pretty simplistic. So I think, I think I have from the context of the other kids, I think I can say that. Well, and that's the thing though. Then Ken's is the only one that's like more complex and not just like happy emotions. Right. Cause he is a messed up, messed up child. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then Davis doesn't even get one. Like, <laughs> nope. Davis, Davis has no hope of anything good ever happening. <laughs> well, no, he's, he's just, he's so content with, with what's going on right now that he doesn't get one. Davis is too dumb to get one is, is what I just lead that to believe. It's so tragic. Like, He's just trying his hardest, y'all. And I honestly, like, I think it's because he's being mistreated at home. And so he his hope for happiness is, like, not even, not even real. This is his happiness, like you're saying. Like, getting to be with his friends, doing something valuable, being seen, you know, and, and like, being a part of a group is all that he wants. Right. And, uh, man, there's the one point where he's like, I'm consent. I have my family, my friends, my Digimon. I'm just like, ooh, about that family, though. Yeah. No, he may not have realized yet how bad it is. He's going to have a long, long therapy road ahead of him. Probably. It Okay, so then it, they all get popped out of these illusions. Well, also... I do want to say, I think this means Ken grew a bit, because I bet you if this happened in the beginning of the series, he would have been all about Kari, like his illusion would have been like them spending time together. Huh? You mean Davis? Yeah, Davis's illusion would have been about Kari being into him. That's true. I think Davis is secretly one, one of the best kids. He just needed a chance to, you know grow like i think like ken's probably the best out of them all like narratively and then i think davis is second yeah the other kids haven't popped yet and then boy after after davis um i'd probably go yoli and then just the the rest three the other three are tied i don't think i could rank tk (laughs) hikari and cody yeah, I don't know. They they kind of got the they they're like just there. They have traits, right. and that's it. I, I I guess I guess Hikari would be slightly above TK and Cody, but between TK and Cody, I don't think I could go either way. Yeah. Hmm. No, I take that back. Um, I I can do <laughs> Cody over TK. Oh wow! Because Cody gets his grandfather stuff. Yeah, TK doesn't really get anything. He just kind of exists. Which yeah. Is, he's the, you know, the silent supporting character. Right. Do, do you agree with my list? I think so, yeah. I, I, I still like TK. Some of that's holdover from being a child that I just really like TK. But I also think that his support of Kari when she was going through kind of hard times is admirable it's all the character development that he gets and it's not even development he kind of just already does that right so they were like oh he's got some character already we just stop there yeah 
So yeah, those were all the dreams. Um, I, I guess maybe I do like them better and had more to say than I thought about them originally. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do. I want to find a better way to articulate how I like that we kind of go through the gambit and severity of problems, but that, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I mean, that sounded articulate enough. I don't know, but like, I, I feel like I'm having an issue explaining like how, how like we had both like, say like Yoli's thing, which is pretty just like, it's like, I want to be alone, eat cake sometimes. And then we have like Ken's or Cody's on the other side. And that both of those are valid in their own ways, even though like the context and like the, the, not the deepness, but like the sadness, tragicness. I can't think of the word I'm looking for are different. Yeah. I mean, but they've both lost someone close to them at a young age. So they're a little different than, yeah, it's almost, it's kind of interesting. It's almost like the level of trauma they've experienced is reflected in there. Cause then you see, you know, like TK, Yoli, they're kind of just, they've had some adversity in terms of like divorce or growing up with a lot of siblings. And so you don't get a lot of time to yourself that are kind of what we'd consider normal levels of adolescent stress. Kari right. got some fucked up other stuff going on so she just wants like a peaceful moment to herself right i think part of it too is just also me personally is just coming to to terms that like you're also allowed to have problems even though it seems like everybody's are worse yeah totally that's a good lesson to take from this right so i guess i guess that's why i'm stuck on it yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then they they get broken out of these illusions, and they all are kind of annoyed about that, which I would be also. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're broken out of a nice thing, but, like, you know, got, got to save the world. Yeah. But then they're, so then all of the Digimon are able to evolve into all of their forms. And I just wonder, like, what is it like to be multiple beings at once? Are they... Are they like Naruto's shadow clone things? Oh, I hope that's what that's called. Or are they, are they actually all thinking, feeling beings? Do they hear each other's thoughts? Like, I have no clue. And I'm surprised you made a Naruto reference. That was really weird. Why? I don't know. I never knew you saw Naruto or knew anything about it. I was a. I was an adolescent in the uh, early 2000s, late 2000s. I think everybody saw that. It's a cultural touchstone. It, it, is it? I mean, it was for the group of people that I was hanging out with, perhaps. Okay. I, that's fine. Sure. I mean, certainly it wasn't a large contribution to my own life, but... Um, but yeah, I don't have an answer for that. Um, it's, it's just ma- magic, not digital world place. Yeah, it's interesting. And then they just like disappear. Also, they show a shot when they're killing, or they think that they're killing Myotismon, Mallow Myotismon, that, uh, the, the flower kids are awake. Right. I think they were always, well, 
Right. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, they were like all passed out. We were not sure if they were dead or not. And now they're like cheering and alive. And then they go to the digital world. And I didn't see if the kids went with them. Uh, I don't think they did. They might go through next. Like, we'll know more next week, probably. Yeah, I sure hope they don't get left in that place. That would be kind of sucky. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then everybody's like backhandingly praising Davis, which is kind of rude, you guys. And they just continue to be so surprised. But also consistent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, again, this is why, like, Davis is like the second best kid. Which, boy, that's so weird to say. Yeah, you were not his biggest fan in the beginning. No, he was a little shit in the beginning. You've grown too, Garrett. Look, aw. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then it was a solid cliffhanger type of deal there. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, you want to tell us about Atmon? Um, yeah, we can talk about Atmon. Let me let me make sure I don't have anything else to say about O2. <laughs> um, my notes are even pretty sparse for this. Um, nope, not really. Oh, oh, like the weird the weird plan to like merge the two worlds into a dark world is boy, that's sure a line of dialogue. Yep. That that's all I got though. I can I can talk about Atmon now. Um, Atmon this week, though, is as I turn to look at my other monitor to see what the episode title is, so my volume's going to sound quiet for a second. Um, I'm also going to say um a lot, but it's uh, Miraculous Final Evolution, The God Atmon Descend. And, boy, what, what does happen this episode? <laughs> Not... Not, I don't know. It felt like it went by super quick. Um, it probably didn't help that like I watched like half of it, had to leave, and then came back and finished it. Oh yeah, that would do it. Um. Okay, but so basically, what's happening is, um, rebootmon revive some Eugensmon is is starting a thing to bring back Leviathan, and there's like a timer progress bar thing. And then it's starting to um, eat people from the real world and bring them into the digital world and then kill them, question mark? Unsure. They turn into binary data, which is not what the the human amplification project was was sold as before. But that's happening. Um, Haru's depressed this whole episode. Well, towards the end, he gets a little less. He gets, like, a purpose. Right, yeah. Towards, well, I have I have issues with that. Um, Haru is mostly depressed throughout this episode. Um, in... In the end, it seems like he sees his Yujin, or the his Yujin in the evil Yujin, which kind of pushed him out of it, which I don't like narratively, but we'll get there. Um, and kind of resolves himself to choose his path with Gachiman to um, maybe finally ascend to God level. He doesn't do it this episode. Um, the rest of the kids do this episode, and they go and fight Deus Man and 
It's really pretty. And that's... It's, oh, and then, then the progress bar does fuel up, and then a giant Leviathan shows up in the real world and then shoots all the kids back to the real world with their Digimon there as well. So he he can maybe like merge like the AR world to the real world. So it's all like physical now, like undetermined, but that's what it looked like. I think, I think that's kind of the episode. There's a weird thing where like, Yujin seems like he's pushing Haru to get to his God Digimon, which I wonder what's going on with that. It seems like there's some plan there. Yeah, but, um, we'll find out. That's, Maybe. I think that's the episode. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. That was, I mean, we're going to dissect it anyway, so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they start kidnapping. Well, so he sets Leviathan to reboot, which I guess is rebooting him into the real world. Is that? What we're implying? Yes. That's right, it was Reboot Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I I guess. Uh and then yeah, in seemed, the interim- Maybe like the whole world was being rebooted? I don't know. Well, they're still in the But when the reboot occurs, it shoots them out to the real world. Mm, that's true, yeah. Maybe it just kicked everybody out. Except Haru though, but he's in the He's in the dark web, and the other kids were in the surface web, so maybe the difference was there. Don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Well, and Eugene keeps making comments about how he needs to get, how uh, Haru's being difficult, and he needs to get him out of there. Right. So um, maybe they're trying to push him all out of the, you know, the web. Right. Like, yeah, Eugene seems to be pushing Haru, and I and I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not sure what the plan's supposed to be either. It's interesting. Um, yeah. I um, mean, the other kids don't really do anything. They kind of just fight Deusman for a bit, and we see the see the god Applymon. Yep, yep. Which are fine. They watch a bunch of people being put into a salad spinner and murdered, which is kind of awful. Right, yeah, they turn into data. Hopefully they can fix that. Well, they were, like, kind of screaming and yelling like it was felt unpleasant, so... Yeah, hopefully they can fix that. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. Um, And then at some point, uh, at least it's tranla- translated as Ari saying, cut the bullshit, when she's talking to Deusman, which I think she must be really upset. I'm like, yeah. I've never heard her curse before. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, she's not like me where she just thinks those are normal words that you can use in a sentence. You used to never be like that, though. I know. (laughs) I grew up, Garrett. (laughs) That was, I was like 18 or something. Just trying to be a polite young lady. And now I'm like, nah. You were in your 20s and still not doing it. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you didn't legit like start bringing that stuff in until you were about 30. Wow. I don't know. I think it was a couple of years before that, but it wasn't far off. Yeah, that's true. I'm making up for lost time now. That's okay, that's fair. I, I have a quota to meet every day. <laughs> um, I found the godmon of the kids to be annoying because they're mixing Greek and Roman 
uh, names, and it's I don't know why. I don't because know why they sound cool. They picked these three. Well, why does Uranus sound more cool than Kalismon? K, yeah, Kalismon. I guess is what it would be. Um, I'm not sure. I do like um that like there's a consistent like design scheme between all the god atmon like they all have like that gold and silver color scheme to them which i think is neat yeah they seem like they were all uh cut from the same cloth so to speak yeah i think it just looks cool um i think i like the dokomon one best and i swear that's me not being biased Uh uh-huh uh-huh no seriously i swear You cannot believe me, but I I thought it looked the neatest. I kind of zoned out while they were fighting because that's not my favorite part. So I don't remember who's who. Uh, Poseidon Mon. Oh yeah, right. Wait, who who are the other two then? I bet Hades Mon is Hackmon, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I didn't write down their names. I just wrote down their powers. Uh, yeah, it's Poseidon Mon. I guess Uranusmon and Hadesmon. Yeah. I mean, I think Hadesmon is probably like the most boring one because it's like, oh, it's a dragon. Okay. <laughs> like Poseidonmon is like a sumo Poseidon dude. Um, the Aster one is like a weird like cloud god dude. Yeah. Who's totally feeling it? With the tiny weird round head. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, and then, so their fighting feels kind of pointless, and I think that, uh, Ray is picking up on that, and he even says, like, why are you showing off, and, um, Astra's like, why not, and it's like, oh, maybe because you're trying not to get murdered, you're doing something important, maybe you should. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there was a point where something, that they, like, are fighting and something flashes up on the top of the hill and they don't cover what that is. So I have a feeling later we're going to find out that was something, but I don't know what. Right. Yeah. Uh, like most of their stuff is kind of just like they're fighting. Um, Deus Man splits into three, so they each fight one. And they Very mostly. Conveniently. Like, why did he split into five or six? That would have been better for him. Yeah. I don't know. They mostly win, though, so it's fine or whatever. And then, like, the back half is kind of just Haru stuff. It's Haru getting over, or, like, coming to terms with what happened with his friend, which, like, frankly, would be pretty hard on a person emotionally. Like, like if I found out that you were a robot after 12 or 13 years of friendship, that'd I have be something to rough. tell you. Yes? Uh, I'm a robot. Are you an evil robot? Um, undetermined. Oh, that's not good. I'm actually chaotic neutral, so um, I'm just going to flip a coin later. <laughs> that's probably scarier than actually knowing what your motives are going to be. Like, Eugen, at least his motives seem to be pretty clearly doing the evil bidding of Leviathan. Yeah, so that's interesting how you read it, because I did not read it as Haru getting over his issue. What did you read it as? Um... I read it more as he's doubling down. Well, I think his issue is that... I'm assuming what you're referring to is the fact that he 
goes back to, okay, no, there is a real Eugene and he's in there and I just have to find him. Yes. I can see that. I took it as like he, he's depressed because he thinks it was meaningless and he doesn't have a reason to move on because he's convinced that. Okay. So like I had a partner once and I thought that they were cheating on me because of some evidence that I found. And that's how I felt. How Haro is like, how do I trust anything? How do I move on from this? Like, I don't understand. And the resolution was that I figured out that they weren't cheating on me. I've had other relationships where that didn't happen. But the time that it did, it was still a resolution. Like, that's essentially what Haro's going through is that his best friend possibly love interest suddenly isn't the person he thought that they were and he's thrown for a loop and so then he's like but i believe this i believe this so hard i can't you know can't resolve this idea that it's not true what does that mean about me and the solution is oh no wait actually he is there i'm going to continue to believe in him right i i, I guess i just i don't like that resolution well, it's kind of sucks that he can't stand on his own two feet and be like, I'm still a person. Right. That That's my issue with it. Like, I don't like that the catalyst for it is possibly, oh, Eugene's still there. Like, I wish, I wish it was more Haro coming to terms with that and it just stopping at the, my experiences were still experiences that happened even, you know, even if Eugene was a robot or whatever. Yeah. It would be an interesting philosophical question too. Like, it, it's like I like, think there's a, I think there's a weird like dependency thing with the yeah. way they did it that I don't like. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I can totally see that. I think, I think it's not the best writing ever. I think you could go either way and have it well written, and it would be interesting and acceptable. But it definitely is not. It is very much like, oh. uh we're going to fix this by it not being a problem. And also, yeah, like Haru can't survive without Yujin. Which, like, when you're a child, they really sell you on this it's romantic to be super codependent thing. It is not. <laughs> and we should not be supporting that. And here they go again, being like, I can't live without the one that I love. Like, yes, you can. It sucks. It really sucks. But you can do it. Yeah, and, like, maybe the show will do something with it, because, I don't know, like, to me, it also read, like, that Eugene's just fucking with him. Oh, really? I thought it was more, like, real Eugene, quote-unquote, is in there somewhere. And No, I, I didn't read it like that, because I read it as Eugene is on purpose doing that to push Haru. <clears throat> oh, I could see that. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about it like that. Maybe I was just reading into Haru's uh, side of it too much. <laughs> because, like, Yujin, and I kind of base it off, like, the crying scene from last episode, where Yujin's just like, yeah, I can do this. Well, either those things are happening, and Yujin is bad Yujin is trying to use them to his benefit, good Yujin's trying to break through, or bad Yujin is tricking Haru, which would be really interesting. I would guess judging by the quality of the rest of the writing that unfortunately it's the first one, not the second one, but it would be really interesting if he just keeps doing this and Haro eventually has to be like, okay, well 
I'm moving on without you. Like, you weren't who I thought you were. Right. Which, man, that I'd like that solution better if Haru did that, but that's not really the case right now. Um, yeah, I have a feeling I mean, they're not going to do that. Also, again, like I've kind of said it a couple times or hinted at it, but like I think... I think, like, Eugen's pushing for Hyrule to do something because there's something that he's needed for still, mm-hmm. and that's being pushed against. So I guess that having that be a thing is kind of taking away from Haru's emotional beats here. But, like, you know, like, maybe with the other episodes that fixes that, like, we don't really have, like, a complete eyesight to this it's kind of just we're looking at it from from this episode so far and maybe maybe this kind of fixes it later on yeah i'm not sure either i suspect that um they're not gonna fix it very well but i hope they surprise us i'm just keeping my uh, expectations low so i'm not horribly disappointed yeah um and I and I also wish that they would do something where, like, Offman won't do things that are well, bad. Like, so like when Re- when Eugen tells Revivemon to kill Haru, there's a couple times where Revivemon pauses for a second. I don't know if you caught on to that. I didn't know. Not Revivemon, Rebootmon. Yeah, I knew what you meant, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, I didn't catch that. So there's that, which part of me is like, ah, fuck, there actually is a real guy in there, and that's gonna actually be a thing, which I don't think it's a good choice. Yeah, also, like, I was hoping that what was gonna happen, if there was a good Eugen, is that while he was rebooting um, Leviathan, he just turned him off or something, and that was the end of that. But they won't do that. Right, so, eh, it's fine, I guess. Um, I don't know. That, that's kind of what I think. I not super into the to the Haru stuff this episode. And like, yeah, when he's like, rev- uh, like getting ready to do his God Atmon thing, which like it ends right before he does it. the The question changes to you are a protagonist, and don't don't think that's actually earned from this moment. But yeah, because again, because of the dependency thing. But that's how I read it. it. It could possibly be meant as something way and meant for me to read it a different way. You're just a strong, independent boy, Garrett, and you don't need no android best friend to save you. Dude, I love the fuck out of an android friend. Even if they were evil? Um, um maybe, like, do I, do I get the choice to be evil with them? Do you want to be evil with them? I mean, it depends what the end goal is. I mean, the end goal is evil, so... Right, but, like, what kind of evil? I'm not sure. I, I'm i not sure. Uh, what would be acceptable evil? Um, stealing from the rich. That's not evil, though. I mean, in the fact that theft is a crime, it is. I mean, but... Cri- Crimes are made by laws. Laws are not morality. Okay, I guess I meant evil in the sense of laws. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So you want, like, the newscasters will call you evil, but you're just gonna be 
you know, punching Nazis and whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, maybe I'll get like some sweet power armor or something, and like I'm probably pretty easy to just convert. <laughs> what would make you less easy to convert? Um, I don't know. Do you mean like uh, physically into another robot, or do you mean like emotionally, morally into these quote unquote crimes? Oh no, the first one. Mm, mm, okay. I guess I don't know. <laughs> this has turned into a really deep question at this point. When I was just scoofing. <laughs> uh, okay. So then, as uh, I mean, there's like there's a whole lot of things where it's just like this would never happen. So, like, what would be the cool thing to do narratively? Like, I took this to the point of like, if I was role playing myself in a tabletop game. <laughs> and I was offered the chance to join an android that was previously my best friend for doing stuff. Would I take this? And the answer is yes. Well, I, the answer is probably maybe. I mean, because th there's like the thing, though. It's like, if you're offered like super cool sci-fi stuff or your normal boring life, like that, that's not that's not a fair choice. <laughs> Like, I don't know. You wouldn't be anxious about going to do the sci-fi stuff? Or, like, about leaving your job and, like, well, are they going to fire you if you're not there? Like, who's going to pay your bills? See, there's also, like, a lot of a lot of detail thing that would be needed, too. Yeah, you're off gallivanting about the universe and nobody's paying the power bill at home. See, I'd have to be, like, we... we <laughs> What it turn into is the session, this tabletop session in my head, would turn into a contract being written <laughs> to cover all this, and then that's just what that would turn into. I mean, contract with who? The the uh, the evil, quote unquote. You, yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if you quite understand if these are like leftists who who want to. You know, steal from the rich and um, punch well, Nazis and whatever that are your evil that we're talking about here. Well, no, because that's good. Well, but not according to the crime thing. They're stealing and punching people. Uh, I guess that's true. I, I again, like a p part of it is just like cool sci-fi stuff versus boring normal life where those things can't happen. So, like. In the in this metaphorical choice, not metaphorical, imaginary, whatever. In this word choice, it is trying to do the separation of like of cool like things that couldn't possibly happen to normal stuff. Because like, why wouldn't you take like the cool stuff that like wouldn't exist in your normal world? I mean, lots of people choose not to do the more exciting, interesting things every day because they're scary or you know too far out of their comfort zone see that's the thing but 99 percent of the no i won't say that much uh probably more than half the time doing the thing is better than not doing the thing i feel like you need to write this down and refer back to this later <laughs> um no i consciously think of this and, and do it just not in giant leaps and bounds mm -hmm. interesting interesting um 
back to Appon, when Leviathan comes back online, a bunch of messages pop up, and one of them says, hell underscore O, question mark? Yeah. Hello. I didn't catch all of them. It was interesting, but it was kind of cute to have little programming jokes in there. Right. That one was a programming joke? I didn't get it. Like, hello world? Oh. I thought, anyway. I don't know if it was. Oh, yeah. I, I could see that. Um, But it's like, hell, oh, because he's bad. Yeah. Um, And then he refers to them as the chosen children. Yeah. Which is interesting. Oh, yeah. It's a Digimon show. Right. But they haven't called them that before. I think they have, actually. Oh, have they? Oh, maybe I just... Or maybe in the context of, like, the children chosen by Nerva. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess they just never quite said that. At least that I caught before, but who knows. I thought it was a big reveal. Right. Yeah, and that was pretty much the episode. Yeah. Which one did you like better this week? Um, O2, I think. Yeah, same. It was better. Yep, I agree. Um, so we have an email. Yep. What is it? Well, so Fletch, friend of the show Fletch, sent us an email in to uh, in response to our uh, our uh, men- mental botany discussion from last time. <laughs> A new one. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes, yeah, is new. Um. So I'm just gonna read this here. Um. So Fletcher says. Hi, it's easy to forget that sometimes for all my madness, my actual trained field is that of a psychologist. And let me tell you, quote, reading people's issues in the form of flowers, end quote, is nowhere near the strangest way we're represented in media. Unlike physical health professionals, where you can see the effects of treatment or symptoms, a lot of public belief about us um, via portrayals is that we're one of the following. Um, manipulative shits, um, probably bisexually so. Um... Quacks who make up things for high cost and and slash or who just tell you shit you never listen to your friends and family saying anyway. Um, fucking wizards in all caps. And um, pill popping and pill pushing lunatics who are in the pocket of, in, in uh, uppercase, big pharma. Um, also, monkey paw. Monkey's Paw Cat Talk about there not being enough shows about the field. Fox did a knockoff of House at one point, simply called Mental. Um, it lasted a single season and sucked so bad and is really only memorable for the episode titled Manic at the Disco about an autistic boy who saw the entire world as a video game where I, I don't know if that's supposed to be Donkey Kong, but there's an L in it instead of a K. I'm sure it's supposed to be Donkey Kong. Okay, I'm going to hope it's Donkey Kong. And, um, oh, what's pterodactyls? Not pterodactyl. What's the dinosaur name that starts with the P? P T E? Oh, uh, whoops. Um, you know, th- this one that I'm sending to you in Discord. Yeah, that's pterodactyl. pterodactyl. Oh, I was, yeah. I was fucking on it. Um, we're out to kill him on a lava world. There is neither mania or a disco. Um, yeah. And then in, in parentheses, um, runner-up, also Fox, was the show about effectively reading people's minds via micro-expressions, excuse me, micro-expressions, which again isn't caps, which was slightly more grounded, but had a much larger asshole lead. I'm sorry, a much larger... Asshole lead. Asshole, asshole. 
Sorry, I yeah. got like the hiccups in the middle of that. It was really weird. <laughs> Ew, because Fletch makes you nervous? Is that the... Um, no, because I just got the hiccups in the middle of it. Um, yeah, I guess I was hoping for shows that would be good. And also, the pill-popping, pill-pushing thing is so interesting to me because in most places, there may be places where this is not true, but psychologists are not uh, licensed to prescribe medication only psychiatrists are because psychiatrists are medical doctors they get an md whereas psychologists have a phd and are focused on therapy which is equally valuable and honestly in my opinion more helpful like drugs you can take them and they can make big changes and that's good it's not that they're bad it's just that when you stop taking them, it goes away. Whereas therapy changes the structure of your brain and you walk away with skills that you learned. So you, a lot of times you need a combination of both. Right. So the way it was described for me recently was at the doctor and maybe I just misinterpreted it because that's entirely possible is that therapists are, are for talking and psychiatrists are being are more for being prescribed. Yeah, no, that's pretty accurate. I mean, psychiatrists are also able to give um, therapy. They just frequently don't. Um, it sort of depends on the individual person. But it's an unfortunate thing for psychiatrists who come out of med school really interested in, um, you know, uh, psychology, essentially, of people, but then end up just being, you know, prescribers of medication and really not interacting with people too much, which is unfortunate. But they can make good money, so that's good, I guess. Yep. Um, thank you for your email, Fletch. Yes. Thank you for email for emailing us. Hopefully I didn't butcher it with my horrible reading. And um would you like to hear a haiku? Um Oh, I feel like um I have to do that other stuff. Like we're a podcast on that in the internet at goingdigitalpodcast.com where there is a link to our email, our Twitter, I think, and uh, you can read and review us on iTunes. I uh, can email us. I said that's on there. I think I think that's pretty much everything. Cool. Uh, you can haiku me now. Okay. Everyone in shock. Stupid is as stupid does. Davis saves the day. Davis did save the day. Um, the Digivolution will not be manipulated. Hmm, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, good time. Goodbye. And stop.